Hi folks, your host and MC Dave here. I am extremely excited for you to finally hear this. Uh, we're here, it's happening. After a year of working to bring this to you, it's finally ready. This is, as you might expect, not going to be a normal episode. Uh, and neither are the months of episodes to follow. Uh, but there's a, there's a quick thing I want to say. Um, we're doing some fond and interesting and new stuff with this. And there's one thing that we're doing with it that will probably be more relevant in the upcoming episodes, but I just wanted to remember to mention it now. Uh, so for the entire time that Adam has been playing, we've had some difficulty and confusion understanding how the reporter playbook is supposed to work. Uh, part of the arc that's coming up around him is my attempt to finally understand it and use it correctly. We didn't do that. We were not so successful. Um, there are elements of the reporter playbook that we never fully understood. And, and going into this, I thought we had it. Um, and then about a week after we finished recording, I was actually re-listening to um, Friends at the Table. And I heard the episode that actually first introduced me to the sprawl. And um, in that, Austin Walker said something that made me realize how we had been misunderstanding the the reporter playbook the entire time. I thought it was about the reporter discovering the story that I have been kind of crafting in the background, and now I understand that it's about giving the reporter player some agency actually to introduce their own elements of the, uh, uh, to the story and plot. So that's not what we did with these. Uh, and in the upcoming episodes, you're going to hear a lot of talk and confusion about the reporter moves and discussion on how to use them and play them. And a lot of that discussion, wrong. We just flat out goofed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that being said, I'm very proud of the work that we ended up doing with all of this. Uh, and then in the future, once this arc is done, we're going to kind of tweak the way that we're playing the reporter and what we're doing with um, uh, uh, with, with Bozadar, but, uh, that is a ways off. You don't need to worry about that now. All you need to worry about now is listening to this and hopefully enjoying it. I hope you do. So I'm going to let you do that now. And thank you for listening. Before we start, would you like to reintroduce yourself since it's been months beyond what I expected it to be to make this dumb thing? <laughs> okay. Uh, hello, people. My name is Adam Shafto. I play Bozadar the Reporter here on Android Dreams, uh, your your favorite drunken uncle, uh, gun-slinging pacifist weirdo with a lot of issues. Um <laughs> And I am working on a project called Revangelion right now, which is my super long form review of Neon Genesis Evangelion, having watched it twice before and not known what the hell I was watching, <laughs> having read people say the show is unreviewable because it means everything and nothing all at once, I decided challenge accepted <laughs> let's do this thing so by the time this episode goes live um it like yeah it'll probably be happening so head over to adamshafto.com and, and check it out uh, uh, mike age before beauty so <laughs> so you first exactly so hi i'm omar <laughs> robinson <laughs> i am playing ori the driver uh you can find me on the internet as omar asa you can find me on Twitter and uh, not so much on Instagram because I'm hidden. I'm also one half of Unger Max TV, uh, the 
Twitch stream tag team dream. Uh, and I'm Michael Howard. I will be playing the tech Victoria Jordan, uh, sometimes referred to as Fritz, but not very often. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the internet pretty much everywhere as Tiernan CP. So on Twitter at, at Tiernan CP. Uh, and I am the other half of the streaming duo known as Ungermax underscore TV. Follow. Wow. Great. I don't even remember who I am at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I am attached to After Effects. That's what I am. <laughs> okay. I am just I am just a delusion of a render farm. <laughs> um, my name is Numi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me at Twitter as at oh that knew me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's it, cool. I'm. <laughs> that, that's who I am. <laughs> okay. I just want to give you the option if you had anything you wanted to plug to or plug. Say, yeah. So. Uh, no, I make a lot of really boring ads. You probably will see them in their life, but I would not like to claim them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, that's perfectly fine. It is me, Sarah. AKA Dufrau on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. And I am playing Frendo, the killer clone, a very big, sweet, deadly lady. Beautiful. Yes. Well, welcome. And thanks for, thanks, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I hope it's there will be to have you. pina coladas. <laughs> uh, perhaps. One thing uh, I just want to quickly say, I think we've talked about this a bit, but uh, so this isn't going to be a normal game. Obviously, it's just the two of us, so that's part of the reason. But also, uh, it's not going to feature the normal, um, like, getting the job phase, uh, legwork phase, action phase, you know, uh, getting paid part, right? This is more of a... I'm going to say quest. day in the life, but it's not necessarily... It doesn't have to be one day. It's more of, we're going to play... God, she's just constantly shaking her head. <laughs> you should explain what's going on with that. People will... Yeah. If you... Okay. So... So... Okay. I'll, uh, uh, everybody. So the, here's the thing. All of these different sessions with each person were recorded at a different time. And uh, if... And when I am playing the the sessions with Adam, the day before we bought my cat a, call, a <laughs> collar with a bell on it. <laughs> Yeah, we bought her a collar with a bell on it, and it's very cute, except she has decided that this is the the moment we started recording is the exact moment she's going to come into the room, and she keeps, like, moving and shaking her head and doing things. So if you're hearing random bell noises, that's what's happening with that. That's just... I think she's still getting used to the feeling of having a collar on, so she keeps shaking her head, and the fact that she's in here means that she... that keeps happening, so... That's what that noise is. That's what that weird noise is, if you keep hearing it. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. So we're, if you just hear jingling and then we just start laughing, that's why. That's what's happening. <laughs> so um, what was I saying before she started doing this? Uh, that this is, uh, we're doing side quest episodes, basically. Right, right, right. Okay. So 
you're as the reporter one of the things that is that your character has like your playbook has that's been difficult to properly fit into the full narrative of, of and like the ev- the random stories and things is your story clocks and your noise clock you know the the idea of you actually trying to fully break a story right the idea that there is a story happening somewhere and you're trying to develop it in a way that is like your goal, like it's your sort of side goal. You're the only one who gets these special clocks that are just for your playbook, right? So we're going to be playing through Bozadar actually breaking a story. And the story you're going to be breaking is actually the story that most of the other people are sort of interacting with parts of it also. So everybody gets to hear different parts of the story, almost like a... Uh, Almost like a Dunkirk kind of thing, where what you're, you know, what's happening is you're here, you're seeing different parts of the story play out at different in different times and at different speeds, uh, and they're all sort of connected. But you're seeing, you're the only one who's really seeing, going to end up hopefully seeing what actually happens, depending on how you play it, like what's actually going on, the the real backstory, and uh, you should be the one breaking it all. So, I mean, I love I love the idea that we're now doing something that you've compared to Dunkirk. That is no <laughs> that is no pressure on me at all. <laughs> no. So to be clear, it your part is just being like one of the people in the story. I'm the one that has to do the like. <laughs> You know, Christopher Nolan, like, working it all together and making it all work part, like, all together. You just have to be, like, Tom Hardy. <laughs> you you have just earned yourself, after we get done, a tweet that's going to have what's-his-name from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia at the crazy, crazy person. Now oh, because, yeah. because I know you think, yeah, Charlie, like, Charlie, yeah. yeah, you're thinking yeah. Christopher Nolan, and I know the reality of the process is going to be way more Charlie Day. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. so I, I, I you know I'm just saying I love this <laughs> I, I absolutely love this because I can I can see where the the intention is and I know uh-huh. I know Me? where yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no f- fully absolutely I, I that was more in this analogy the only place I fit is Christopher Nolan but I don't yeah. think I am Christopher Nolan at all uh, I mean I appreciate yeah. that you said I was Tom Hardy though because I mean that's. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. probably the nicest thing anyone has said to me in three months at least. So, <laughs> so that just made my day right there. If nothing else, <laughs> if nothing well, else, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. So, shall we do this thing? Yeah, let's do this thing. All right. in the world building that you all kind of live generally in the same area is that right the two of us do yeah 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 yeah. okay so um basically you're you're um ori is driving uh uh, victoria back towards home from somewhere so i'd like you guys to kind of describe what were you guys doing before this so uh i think the the what we had discussed is that victoria like and has been helping Blanche with a variety of tasks ever since, like, she, like, went to Blanche for help and, you know, offered to help her secure and attach a new cyber deck and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think she and Blanche, like, hang out sometimes, (laughs) and then Blanche also has, like, 
small tasks, not like full blown jobs, but like, you know, she's like, Hey, Victoria, I need a tech thing done. And you're my tech friend. So you're going to come over and do it. And Victoria's like, oh, all right. And I think today, like, is one of those things, but Ori got wrangled into it because Victoria was like, my, my, van is in the shop and by the shop i mean it's in my garage but it's not going to drive out of my garage right, <laughs> right now so i need you to drive me to this like situation that blanche needs me to take care of and maybe ori has his own secondary reasons for thinking that it's a good idea to go anywhere with victoria like ever eh, she doesn't have much else to do today i mean <laughs> i he keeps hearing about blanche and doesn't actually really know her especially because <laughs> He wasn't around for that mission and didn't right. really, not, isn't as close as everyone else is, so maybe it's a right. potential opportunity for that if he really cared, but right. you know. I mean, he likes Victoria, so whatever. Right, so cool. I, I feel like it's Blanche one of those things like it's just like tech talk, tech talk, tech talk, and or he's just tapping away at his sidekick, like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Blanche serves serves the internet with her brain. <laughs> yeah, cool. Type, 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 type. <laughs> It's like, come on, I'm dumbing this down for you, and you can't even keep up. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Type, type, type. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also, so, Ori, I kind of want to know when, or, or I want to, when Ori is dri- just driving somewhere on his own, or in this situation, you know, with Victoria, not, like, on a job, not trying to, like, get away from a place, but just trying to get somewhere, uh, like, driving on, like, a highway area, is he more of, like aggressive calm like just sort of like a bit faster than everybody because he's just better than that like uh, what kind of a driver is he just normally uh he i would say is um more loose when he is in a car driving in general and when he's not working he's probably even looser um if anything that Mm -hmm. probably allows him to be a quote-unquote better driver Mm -hmm. Um, because if anything, it's the one time when there is no aggression in him, (laughs) um, you know, when he's, when he's truly synced with the car, that's when he's kind of like synced with himself. God, that sounded way deep, but you know, um, no, I I love it. I love it. So, all right, cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's say he's like, so at this point you are both, you know, kind of just driving along the highway, you know, soon you're going to be able to pull off and be in the neighborhood that you want to be in, you know, that you live in. But for right now, you're headed down the highway. There's cars on the road. It's it's not, like, super packed, super busy. It's just an average day. Um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, everything just feels smooth, feels good. It just feels like it's going the way it's supposed to go, because you know, this is what you do. Like you just said, it feels calm and good and normal, like, you know. Um, but uh, the thing is, uh, what I want to suggest to you is uh, you should start going faster. <laughs> you want to suggest to me that I go faster? I'm going to say you should probably go faster than you normally are. So, do you? Mm, what? Hmm. I, I, I just, you should go faster. No. <laughs> you don't? Okay. No, I, I don't. I really think you want to go faster. And who are you? I'm just, this is just Dave telling you that you want to go faster. Okay. I'm going to go a tiny bit faster. <laughs> okay. I already don't like this. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Go a bit faster. So the thing with, you know, because you were already going on along a pretty smoothly along the uh, 
a road going a little bit faster means you know you you gotta start passing a few more people, and uh, when you find yourself on the uh, like kind of on that far left lane, you know where like there's a there's a that concrete barrier there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you want to turn left. No, I don't. Into the barrier? Yeah, but you do. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Uh, you don't have to. Oh my god! But like you. but you know how you said a while ago that like when you first connect to raven you uh if you feel like a tiny buzz like you like a hum almost like you can feel that connection happening yes okay you get you have a feeling kind of similar to that except uh if like if raven were mad at you just for a minute and really wants you to turn left i'm Um, gonna audibly say What's wrong? Uh, I think Thwip might need some work. <laughs> Victoria's like <laughs> holding Thwip <laughs> and like poking at. Wait, him what? With what? Her, no. Like implanted tools. <laughs> you asked what was wrong. I mean, that's. Were you? Ta- you weren't talking earlier, were you? <laughs> no. Well, yes, but not to <laughs> you. I figured you weren't paying attention. You know, you usually pay attention to me when I'm talking to my drones. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> uh, nothing. I'm fine. Uh huh. So everything seems fine for now, and now you're just driving again for a while. But then, yeah, uh, you should just hold tight. Hold on tight to your steering wheel. You want to hold on tight. Just. You just don't want to lose track of it. You just don't want to, like, lose your grip on it. I actually don't. Good. Hold tight. That's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, now do a 180. I pull over to the side safely. <laughs> okay. And when that happens, this is the first thing. I remember when I was saying that there's going to be some legwork clocks, and they don't necessarily mean the same thing they normally mean. There's going to be a tick. This is basically just things happening. And, but like, you can, what, what that feels like to you is there's, there's definitely more of a feedback this time. Like a, like a, that thing gets stronger. That pain, it's not pain yet. It's more of a tingle. That anger, it's like an emotional pain, right? Like it's a, there's a thing coming at you. That gets stronger. Um, uh, what are, we, what are we pulling over for? Raven, what is going on? Uh, You're talking to the car? Um, so normally would the car talk back to you? No, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, but she... I'm seeing if she would in this case. But something's just, just, wrong with her. Here's because, the thing. Nothing. Hmm? Car seems fine. When you try is to... Is like a... Are you alright? I'm not a... Uh, is there some, some sort of diagnostic diagnostic like thing I can run on the car I guess it would be me kind of checking in cybernetically right mm-hmm. like neural okay I yeah. do that do I find anything uh well aren't you uh or should roll I roll assess? Not like an assess yeah, is that an that... assess or a sink uh what was the one you just said uh or or not sink uh what would be it's, or, no I guess use cyberware would be synth right yeah is this yeah. technically that uh it might I mean, be. The, 
they're both the same, honestly, because now that I have a point and edge, finally, um, <laughs> they're both one. So right. So I mean, I think it makes more sense if to do if you do an assess that lets you ask some questions. Like there are specific questions that'll make sense there. So yeah. Also, if my cyberware is potentially faulty, I want to use my actual like mush brain for mushy brain things. <laughs> also that, yeah. So oh god, where's my there? Thank you. These buttons. Oh. That is... That's a what, good 10? A that's 10. 10. Yeah, it's a 10. Sweet. Great. Okay, so... 10 on an assess, you get three holds. So ask... You can ask any three of these questions. So. Oh, there, there it is. Goodness. Uh, okay, the questions are... What potential complication do I need to be wary of? What do I notice despite an effort to conceal it? How is blank vulnerable to me? Yikes. Uh, how can I avoid <laughs> trouble or hide here? What is my best way in... Way out, way past. Where can I gain the most advantage? Who or what is my biggest threat in the situation? Who or what is in control here? I will ask that first. Who or what is in control here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a clear thing that I'm going to say to you, which is uh, that what you would be able to tell here, it's not Raven. It's disti- It's it's not you. <laughs> you're not like. I mean, you're in control of yourself, but what's happening here this is not you like you're getting a distinct like the the signal that you get from raven mm-hmm. which we we have clearly established in the first in the world building that your neural link because it's good and expensive and like uh, what the um, company provided for you you can tell it's raven communicating with you this doesn't feel like that this feels like it's in your head telling make giving you thoughts separate from the thoughts that you're having but there it feels like a thought happening right um so something else someone else is connecting here and it's not that connection with raven great but at this point there wouldn't be a way for you to know necessarily who it is but you it's definitely not it's not raven and it's not you just like having some like you know, random, like, weird thoughts of your own that, you know, that thing where you're, you're like, when you go into a, a store with a bunch of fancy stuff and you want to just smash it on the ground, but you're like, you don't actually, but you kind of yeah. do. Uh, this isn't that. This is, like, there's something else sending this to you. Something wants me to smash all the china like I'm a bull at <laughs> china shop. Seems like it. Yikes. Wants you to do something. Wants you to do some stuff. Also, it wants you to go. Because you pulled over. Like, while you're figuring this out, go. go. Hey, Vic, I think I'm being hacked. What it's going to be is I'm going to be having you play through some... some you're going to have recovered some memories, and yes. we're going to play through those. So the I'm idea actually is... legitimately excited about this. Awesome. I think this is a cool idea. Awesome. Um, so the idea being that each time... So you are the sin that you play in mm-hmm. the game, right? Okay, okay. These are not that sin's memories, but okay. that sin... Your sin is 
experiencing them. So the idea is that, like, you should be playing through them as this these different versions, but there is sort of a layer above it where you will know things, but you won't... Yeah, so I guess the idea, it's supposed to be sort of a... Um, uh, I forget what the word is. There's like a dramatic irony thing where you're, but it's like multiple layers of it. Your okay. sin may, this is in the past of a different sin. So, so right. you're experiencing it. So I'm asking you to tell the story of this other sin. Okay. You know, it's sort of like the idea of Assassin's Creed where like, no matter what you choose to do retroactively, Something that is what they happened. did. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're sinking with the, the story of what yeah. did happen. So it's that kind of a, a deal. Like, mm -hmm. whatever you decide, that's what happened. But narratively, you're not actually changing what happened. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's kind of what's happening here. Okay. Um, that's the idea we're going with. I feel like this is just one long lucid dream. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it, it should, it, I guess the idea is more almost like it feels like a lucid dream, except it all, it your sins, already. yeah, your sins decisions yeah. don't matter. Your yeah. decisions matter, but your yeah, yeah. sins decisions wouldn't matter. They exactly. might honestly be thinking, I would never, I would never right. do that thing. Right. <laughs> but this sin would because this sin was told to, you know, right. so. right. It's going to feel like they're doing it or right. did it, but they didn't. So. <laughs> right. I like it. Sorry, mm. Oh, sorry. No. What were you saying? Um, no, I was going to say, do you remember the movie? Oh, shoot. What was the name of it? It had Ray Fiennes and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Wait. Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? What's their name again? Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yes. Elaine from favorite. Seinfeld? Oh no, different one, different one. Juliet Lewis? One? Juliet Lewis. Okay. <laughs> no Jyphon. <Jeff>. Yeah. <laughs> same thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. White yeah. woman, yeah. Totally the same thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, strange, um, strange Days? Oh, okay. Vaguely. I've definitely, oh. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. I've seen parts of, like, I've, I saw it, it was on TV once or something. I saw, I've seen, and I saw actually, parts of it. I, well, I don't know now. I'd have to watch it now, but, mm -hmm. um, it was one of my favorite movies. It's very intense. And oh. they have this whole trope where they, um, have these hollow readers mm -hmm. that you can, like, they record memories and you could watch them. Anyway. Mm -hmm. This is what okay. I'm thinking as we're doing this. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the idea, except it's like in your head, you're remember. It feel it's gonna. F the idea should be it feels like you're remembering it. Is no, kind of yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Maybe that's what's happening in the movie too. Mm -hmm. I don't really. But uh, <laughs> you know, so sin. Hmm. Uh, moments ago, you were sitting. Sort of with your face resting in the hole of a chair, like the kind you might use for like a seated massage, something like mm -hmm. that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and suddenly now you find yourself seated instead in the plush chair of a helicopter that's clearly built for luxury. The uh, only helicopters I ride in, obviously. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, except this one isn't just for you. Um, when you look around, you see a number of members of the government and military leaders from the PDRSA because uh, you're on a mission with them. Not a mission, mm -hmm. but it's a dipl diplomatic mission. I mean, you know, like an envoy uh, to the Pacific States of America. Uh, and you know this. 
as if you remember it, as if you were there, even mm -hmm. though you, the the sin in your actual body, the one that we've seen uh, this whole time, never did this, but you're remembering it as if you did. You're remembering it as if you're there in this moment. And mm -hmm. so there's a slight sense of disorientation, but that quickly fades as you become this other sin, the one that's simply on a part of a diplomatic envoy uh, to this new nation that has developed after the wars have settled and ended. There's been a ceasefire in the Americas, and now your republic, your wonderful republic, who you support and love, mm. uh, has decided to go and try and redevelop some trade routes with this new, uh, this, this newly settled nation on the other side of the Pacific. Uh, though to even say the other side is odd at this point because, uh, you know, the PDRSA has spread enough that. You're all over. You're 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 mm -hmm. all over the place, and it's isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? <laughs> the sun never sets on the PDRSA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, any established trade routes or anything that existed between, you know, the United States and Australia or China or Japan or Indonesia or anywhere else has has faded because none of those governments exist as they were once known. So now we've got to mm -hmm. build up some new ones, and that's part of the point here. But the place where you land is, you know, it's not a government facility. Well, it's a government facility, but it's not like a capital so much as it is an Air Force base. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's uh, uh, what was once Edwards Air Force Base near Los Angeles and is now the headquarters of Bigelow Bay, uh, Bigelow Bay was the mercenary group that once uh, protected the Pacific states from the dukedom of the Lone Star uh, and the other uh, yeah, the other splintered off uh, groups within the former United States. They were the ones that held the Hoover Dam, uh, and they were the ones that basically made it so that the Pacific states were able to hold on to their sovereignty. And here is the location where your envoy has decided to touch down and meet up with some of the members of the group and have some discussions about this. Now, that's the stated mission. Developing relations with a new nation and all that. And just, uh, But, of course, there's additional reasons to go here. There's a reason mm -hmm. why they're bringing Sin along on this sort of thing. And that is that as the spokesperson, but also very, the most famous person in the PDRSA, right? Mm -hmm. As the mm -hmm. spokesperson. Uh, there's a belief that maybe some people will want to talk to you that wouldn't necessarily talk to a general or, you know, mm -hmm, a, a, mm -hmm. some other political leader. So, and maybe you could get some additional information about Bigelow Bay specifically, you know, how, how dangerous are they? Are they going to then, are they going to start to push back against the Republic spread? Or if the Republic decided to spread into these specific states, would they be able to stop them? <laughs> that kind of thing? Are they powerful mm -hmm. enough? Let's find out. Um, but also, just make everybody look good. You know, make mm -hmm. the group look good. So, um, like I do. I'm sorry. I said like I do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, as a helicopter, you know, touches down, all of the other leaders step out first, presumably to show deference to the leaders of the government, but also to add a little bit of suspense. Did Sin actually come along? Are they actually there? Is it possible? Uh, and so, of course, when you step forward and out uh, towards the tarmac, um, all the eyes kind of turn towards the helicopter. Everybody is very, uh, 
you know, there's they've got many of them have military training, so they should be able to pretend they can sort of pretend they're not looking. But you see that lean, you know, you can see that look in that lean. Hold on, hold on. Mm. So yeah. this is not a civilian airport. This is no. This is no, closed this, off. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is an air force base. Because I was base. gonna say. There better be lines of my fans yeah. waiting for me. <laughs> oh, to be to be clear, if you when as you look along the um uh, along uh, around the base, what you can see is there are definitely way more people near this helipad than there should be. <laughs> you know, like if you think your average base probably has people evenly distributed around doing various jobs. There are a lot of people near here beyond just who should be here to meet the group. A lot of people have found reasons to just be nearby, but they're not supposed to necessarily be uh, mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Yet are are there cameras? There are cameras. News there groups? are some yeah. okay. specifically one carried by uh, someone who's standing at the bottom of the stairs for this helicopter to to sort of help escort you down. Uh, one of one person in a uniform, but also who has a camera and is and is has taken some pictures as you step out, reaches up, reaches a hand up to try and help you down the stairs and introduces themselves as Lieutenant Colonel Sarisk, Director of Photography, hmm. and uh, and welcomes you to uh, the Pacific States and specifically the base and welcome to Bigelow Bay. So, how are you today? I'm I'm good. So I say hi. It's nice to meet you. I'm sorry, what was their name? Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Saresk. They are the director of photography. Little thing is that Bigelow Bay uh, is so named because they were originally a film production company that made a lot of uh, military-focused and action movie things that uh, when they had access to a fair amount of military equipment and when things went down uh, between the various states to help protect California... The people that make all the action movies turned out had a lot of ordnance on hand and <laughs> stepped up, and so Bigelow Bay became uh, started as a mercenary group and then ended up being the primary military force in California. So, Interesting. Yeah, um, and so I, so I say hi. <laughs> I didn't realize military could have a director of photography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, of course. We, to succeed, we need to proje- project a great image, you know, to the world. We want to make sure that the people support us because, you know, we 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 protect them. They and we want them to know that we're not simply a fighting force planning to be a dictatorship. But, uh, you know, also you can get some great shots when you've got access to the highest end vehicles and uh, and military equipment. So it's pretty amazing what you can do. So. I believe it. You'll have to show mm-hmm. me sometime. Oh, I intend to. And just then, a drone flies overhead, like, lower than it probably should, but just, like, you can see the camera aiming and, like, taking a shot of the uh, uh, of the base as you're all walking on. And so that was one of mine. So, just... <laughs> Alright, I see your flex. I see your flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Friendo. Brutal killer. In your most heated moments, you like the messy violence of that shotgun, that power fist. There's something special about the precision and finesse of a knife. The way that one deft move can sever an entire joint or move the tiniest sliver. And there's so many types of knives for different jobs. 
cleavers for the big messy jobs, fillet knives for getting in close, butter knives for spreading butter and other condiments. Everything you need to craft a delicious sandwich. And the deli workers today are in rare form with their knives. They're precision slices, thin as tracing paper, being rested gently on the bread in an almost casual pile. You don't know food science, but you know something about those piles are tasty. And today, they were clearly doing some beautiful work as you hang out at the deli. Love to see it. (laughs) Then, a chime sounds above the door to the deli, and a man you've seen in here before comes in. He's a tall, older man, his hair slicked over from a part on the side. He's a little jowly, a bit of an underbite. His head's always slightly tilted in a slouch in the way that taller men often do. And, uh, I mean, honestly, in truth, I'm, I'm just imagining Fred Gwynn in Pet Cemetery. Okay, so that kind of like, like hangdog yeah. <laughs> kind of face. Exactly. Everybody, is what his face looks like. If you could see <laughs> yeah. my face when I'm making the sound, it's, <laughs> it's right. That is the sound of Fred Gwynn's face, yeah. honestly. There are a couple of things today that seem a bit different than when you've seen him before. He seems a bit shorter, and also instead of just walking in, he's kind of gliding in and not alone like he normally is. And that's when you realize he's not floating. He's riding in what looks like a large, like a baby Bjorn, but like for a full-size man, for like a big man, and carrying him is a, a, a very muscular, like blonde man grinning through just a big set of pearly white teeth. Uh, uh, who's he's not as muscular as Frendo, but he's getting up there. He's big he's enough big... to carry Fred Gwynn. He is. He is. And he's not only carrying Fred Gwynn, he's also on each arm got just some grocery bags hanging from it. And you can see him. He's clearly like straining a little bit. He's getting a little red. He's getting that little vein in his forehead. But he's just having a grand old time. Tell he's just having a good time. Cool. I'm into that. Sometimes when you're when you're big and strong, all you want to do is carry a man around. <laughs> exactly. and, and all of his parcels. <laughs> exactly. Um and together the two men go up to the to the counter and um the the blonde man stands there holding the bags in his perpetually flexed arms while the old man, Fred Gwynn, you know. Well, I'm just going to call Fred Gwynn. I tried to come up with a good name, but you know what? He's just Fred. Yeah, that's that's a good name. Yeah. He's the only one actually ordering sandwiches. They're at the they're at the deli counter and and uh Fred's ordering a couple of sandwiches which are being uh assembled in front of him while the the blonde man stands there. He's clearly straining a bit with the bags and the weight of the man on his chest, <laughs> but uh you know, he's still just Happily standing there while the man decides whether or not he wants hot peppers on his sandwich. I don't know. What does he decide? Well, he's getting two sandwiches. One of them hot peppers, one without. That's that's the decision. Intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so he's just staying there a bit. And uh, uh, after a bit, the blonde man kind of is looking around and notices you kind of like where 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 do you hang out when you're at the deli? I'd probably just you know it's like a booth kind of, but it's like a like a pizza place booth. Like mm-hmm, they're not mm-hmm. like 
it's not like a booth like that's fancy, but it's like those plastic curved yeah. benches that come down with the plastic table in the middle. I just probably have one of those up near the counter so that I'm close by when they call out my number or my or my name. Gotcha, gotcha. So are, are we talking the solid plastic or the kind that's like, it's like a plastic cloth kind of thing and there's always one rip in it? That's kind no, of rough. just like like solid plastic, like a molded right. like plastic kind of gotcha. almost like most of an S to connect gotcha. the bench to the ground. Yep. All right. Go, cool. Go without the cool. top bit. <laughs> okay. Because I always when I imagine a pizza place booth, it always has that sort of weird hard like half cloth thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, no, nah, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be more streamlined. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I was just clarifying yeah so uh yeah he kind of glances over uh, the blind man like is looking around and does a bit of a double take when he sees you there and he kind of leans forward to say something to the old man in front of him who just looks over at you and just he nods and you see a little like yeah uh and then i would nod back <laughs> nice and then when the man's sandwiches are finished the uh Blonde man kind of just reaches forward with his arm where all the bags are and lets the deli worker kind of slid the, slide the two sandwiches into the bag. And then uh, actually, instead of leaving, walk over and the blonde man says hi to you. Hi. Hey, um, you kinda, you're seeing the strain a little bit more. He's like, hey, um, you, uh, you look pretty strong. Any chance you'd be willing to help me and my buddy Fred here? I'm trying to help him run some chores and the uh, second set of arms is always useful. Uh, what do you pay? Like, what do you, um, what's his job? Pay? Nothing. I just like helping people. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sort of a professional. I have, like, a reputation and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I, I would at least need, like, a sandwich for this to be worth my while. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, oh, uh, and uh, Fred, Fred just kind of uh, perks up and he says, well, I could certainly help you with your sandwich. All right. And uh, so the blonde guy just sort of smiles and kind of saunters back over to the counter. And you see uh, Fred talking to the deli workers, gesturing in your area, in your direction. And uh, and then he uh, he pays for your sandwich and uh, and uh, like he offers to get you your sandwich and um, yeah, you I get-, can get whatever it is. Yeah, I'll have I'll have my sandwich now, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like gesturing over to like. Do you do you have like a standard order, or do you or have you ordered already? Is the idea, or what's going? I on? I feel like I would have already ordered, but like at this point, I'll just take a second one. Um, <laughs> okay, like, and it's probably just like an enormous, like what? Like I guess probably just like an Italian sub or something. Except, okay. like, God only knows what salami is made out of nowadays. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a big, big sub. <laughs> All right. Not, not cool. like, a party sub, but, like... Right, right, right. But, like, like a bigger... A large. Yeah, a jumbo. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. But, yeah, so um, he continues to just sort of, like, stand there and wait while that sandwich <laughs> gets made, I guess. if uh, Unless you're doing anything, but he's just going to, like stand there and hang it out hang out while yeah you, uh... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep eating my first sandwich um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> while cool. i wait for for the new sandwich to be ready all right cool
Android Dreams is a TGI FRK production. For more information, follow the podcast at underscore Android Dreams. And if you want to support us, you could give us a rating on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at underscore Android Dreams. Or you could toss a dollar a month or so towards our Patreon at patreon.com slash TGIFRcade. You can also get additional information about the podcast and the people in it at androiddreams.tgifrcade.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>